0: I want to share with you guys some of the wisdom I've gleaned from this year. These are the five lessons that if I had to distill all my experiences and adventures of 2022 into five nuggets that I wish my younger self knew, this is what I would tell them. And these are things that for the most part, I kind of suspected were true, but this year has really solidified them for me. So I personally feel very proud of myself for applying these hypotheses and then experiencing that they can be a new paradigm of reality for me. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Let's get reflective. Number one is trust your inspiration, even when it doesn't make sense. This is something that if I could just place on a billboard, I would, because this is the thing that I want to shout from the rooftops. And I really believe in it with my whole heart. And every time I have done this with courage and gusto, it has worked out incredibly well for me in ways that I didn't expect. And I really hope that my experiences can be evidence for you guys that that can also be the case for you. Whatever whispers, whatever nudges you have of this little project you want to do, or maybe you want to do something creative, something musical or artistic, or you want to make a career pivot that seems crazy, but you know in your heart of hearts, that's what you long to do. I want to be that person here to remind you that it is safe. It will be safe. It will be incredible. You can find just magic on the other side of that leap. If you guys have ever read the book, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, that is one of my creative Bibles. Other than The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, I love Elizabeth Gilbert. For those who don't know, is the woman who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. She talks about this idea of ideas as almost being living things, or the muse as being this kind of separate entity that wants to create and express through us us. and we have to honor the muse and we have to show up for the muse and it's up to us to be this vessel to bring that idea forth into the world i think that this is ultimately the purpose for all of us is to trust that inspiration the way we know that it's a soul whisper is it won't leave us alone it keeps nagging at us it keeps beckoning and the more we ignore it the louder and more insistent it gets When we have just some random idea or kind of delusion or fantasy that is not tied to our soul's purpose, I believe that they kind of fade away or they don't have that same kind of signature, that feeling of peace and aliveness. My friend Danny Miranda calls it the buzz because I think he interviewed somebody who called it the buzz. It's not trivial. It's vastly essential for the nourishment of our souls to follow that voice and to honor it in whatever way we can follow that inspiration. Let 2023 be the year that you do that. Number two, hold the vision, but be flexible about how you get there. I think that intention moves mountains. And if we hold that intention long enough, and if we surrender that over to the universe, over to God, or however you like to think of it, when we do that from this humble, but pure state, I believe that that sets in motion all of this rearranging in the external realm so that we clear the path towards that vision or all the right resources come or we find the right book or right person or opportunity and just things fall into place, especially if we are meant to do that thing. And if doing that thing would be in service to the greater good, I believe that the world, the universe rearranges itself to meet us halfway and even more than that. But our job is to get really clear on that vision and hold that vision and not worry about the how, surrender the how, but then when we have that inspiration going back to number one that comes up, it's our job to trust it and take action on it with confidence, with faith, even with shaky legs, you just have to take that first step and then the second step and the third step and the fourth step will reveal themselves. That's kind of what I'm doing right now, guys. I am taking very very shaky steps because I'm petrified. I if I'm being really honest with you, doing this podcast and publishing an episode every day is just such an exercise in confronting my fears for me because I have a standard for how I want all of this to sound and how I want to be as an interviewer and how skilled I want to be just as a podcaster, that is so high. And there's no way in the beginning, without getting a bunch of reps in, that I can get there instantaneously, right? There's just no way. And I have just felt so uncomfortable with the prospect of having to go through the awkward phase, right? The awkward teenage years of getting good at any given thing. I posted this Ira Glass quote on Instagram the other day and it got so many likes and so many shares because I think it really struck a chord and really if I were to distill the essence of it, it's just about this exact concept is in the beginning you're just going to suck and it's okay and you just have to keep going. So it goes back to this idea of hold the vision and take messy inspired action. Messy inspired action action is all you need. You don't need to have all the answers. You don't need to be an expert. Nobody is born an expert, but you just got to take that first step and then keep going after that consistently. Number three, choose alignment over approval. What I mean by this is when we are faced with the choice of chasing after accolades and recognition and admiration and approval from society, from our peers, from others, right? When we are faced with the path that leads us there or the path that we think will lead us there versus the path that honors our truth and our soul, I think that actually it's always worth it to choose the second path and And the added sort of bonus here is in my experience, when I choose the second path of honoring my truth, my alignment, it actually ends up leading me to that approval that my ego is chasing from the beginning, but in a perfect, beautiful, elegant way that I didn't expect. So when I give up the need to win people's approval And when I choose myself instead, my truth instead is when I actually end up kind of stumbling upon the circumstances that actually gain people's approval and admiration, which is very ironic. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not, for me, it's not about approval or admiration, but I'm human, right? Everybody wants recognition. Everybody wants to feel like they're doing a good job. They're accomplishing things. They're worthy. I also have that programming. I have that programming on such a deep level, especially because as somebody who came here as an immigrant when I was a kid and then had to you know, experience hardship and struggle and poverty with my single mother who raised me, who is also an immigrant, just all of that put such a chip on my shoulder that now I think there's still this kind of relentless drive, always this whisper in the background that wants to prove myself and become unfuckwithable. So I don't have to ever be hurt in the ways that, you know, I was as a kid. And I think in my early 20s, I saw that this program was fueling me and I decided to unhook from it. In fact, it was less of a decision, it was more that once I became conscious of it, it started to feel kind of inevitable that that identity would kind of start to dissolve on its own. Because I think once you shed light on an aspect of yourself that is part of your shadow in a way, I think that just the light of awareness can start to kind of dissolve it and help you unhook from it a little bit. So how can I shift to that inspired motivation, inspired source of fuel instead of that wounded place? It's not about You know, getting invited to speak at conferences. It's not about the people I've met. It's not about the um, PR packages or, you know, the crazy experiences and adventures I've had and, and the brand deals or whatever. It's not about those things. I'm so grateful for those things. Those things have been amazing, such a beautiful kind of adventure this year. But it's not ultimately what's important to me. What's ultimately important to me above anything else is to know that I'm honoring my truth and doing that in the service of something bigger in the service of contribution, in the service of being fully utilized. If you feel like you're at that crossroads, or if you often kind of find yourself trying to choose one or the other, again, let my life be at least one data point that demonstrates that choosing the latter can be richly rewarding in a way that the first one cannot provide. And what's more is sometimes the latter can lead to the former, but not vice versa. Okay, number four. This is one that just feels so alive for me right now because I am learning to lean into it in deeper and deeper ways. But number four is this idea that things are allowed to be easy. It's allowed to be easy. It's allowed to flow. It's allowed to be graceful. It's allowed to not feel overwhelming and daunting and back-to-back and frenetic. You don't need to feel burnt out to achieve your dreams. That is not a requirement. In fact, the most worthy dreams will come about because you are filling your cup and full of joy just in a place where you feel fully nourished on every level. And I especially wish that upon every woman in my life. I want every woman to know that they don't have to overextend themselves, bend over backwards, be everything to everyone in order to have the life that they dream of. It's allowed to be easy. And I know that sounds far-fetched to some of you, and I understand that the resistance to that idea? To what extent can we allow things to be easy? To what extent is it possible for us to unclench, to loosen our grip a little bit? To what extent can we relax some of the fear that we hold in our bodies, in our nervous system around, if I stop moving, everything is going to fall apart, right? How can we quell some of that anxiety and just learn to live in a state of more surrender and faith and trust that everything will be okay. Because it doesn't actually serve us and it doesn't actually make us more effective to live in that state of anxiety that it can't be easy. Nothing can be easy. I have to only earn it through blood, sweat and tears. Yes, there is a time and place for hard, hard work in life, no doubt. But at the same time, I think that maybe even because of cultural conditioning in America, especially, we have been brainwashed into believing that it can Only be hard for us to be deserving, to feel like we have earned the thing that we desire. What if that weren't true? What would it look like? How would it change our behavior if we started to just flirt with this idea that it's allowed to be easy, that we are allowed to feel ease in our bodies as we move through our day to day lives? I mean, what is the point of life if we're going to be gripping and clenching and struggling the whole way through, always for some future destination? I refuse to live that way. To the extent that I can, I don't want to live that way. And I want to also express deep gratitude for the privilege that allows me to now do that. And this was my intention all along. I hope you guys get something out of that. I hope it inspires you to allow more ease into your life because you deserve it. And when you are in that state of feeling replenished and nourished and joyful, then you can actually show up more fully for your loved ones, for the creative work you do. It's actually going to make you a more effective employee or founder or entrepreneur or whatever you are. I personally believe that there is so much energy that gets wasted when we are struggling unnecessarily and disproportionately towards goals that can be achieved with far greater ease. There's this beautiful story actually that Derek Sivers once told about how when he was living in Los Angeles, he would bike down to, I think it was Manhattan Beach, and he would do that on a regular basis, I think something like every week. And it took him a very specific amount of time, and he timed it every time so he knew exactly how long it took him. And one day he realized, you know, I usually am struggling so much and so out of breath, sweating so hard when I. Do this bike ride. What if this time I just took it easy? And he decided to do that. And then when he got there, he saw that it took him the same amount of time. I heard that anecdote, and it just stuck with me. So I invite you to allow more ease in to your life. And number five, you are on the path even when you feel like you're not who feels kind of stuck, kind of confused. They're banging their head against a wall. I've been there so many times in my life, especially in my adult life. I feel you. I understand. And now when I actually look back on my life, I see that so many of those times when I thought I was just spinning my wheels and not getting anywhere and doing things wrong and fucking up and not making progress and getting off track all those times that I beat myself up, I actually now look back and I see that I was still making progress. I was still doing a good job. And I was sharing this, and I was sharing the story with um, my best friend earlier today. And I told her, there are so many times when I will give an interview or I will conduct an interview or I will post a solo episode where afterwards I just think, oh man, that was just not the quality I wanted. And granted, there are many things that I think I sh- should change and I do want to improve at over time. But very often when I revisit those episodes and when I listen back, I actually end up feeling like, oh, that was that was actually useful. I think that was not as bad as I thought it was because I was really catastrophizing it. That happens to me almost on a daily basis, you guys. So let that be a lesson to you as well. If you feel stuck, or if you feel like you're not on the path, it might actually be that you are exactly where you need to be. You are perfectly on the right path, even if you feel like you're not, because it's all adding up all of that intention, all of that struggle, even all of the work that you're doing to work on yourself and get a little bit closer to your goals, to your dreams, to your inner truth, all of that work is adding up, even if it feels like it's not, I promise. Because one day you're going to see that it's all added up and now it's hit this tipping point and then you're going to have that quantum leap and then you're going to look back and realize all of those steps were necessary. All of those months or years of feeling a little bit lost were necessary. So I hope that if this resonates with you in any way, you take something from it. You're doing an incredible job, no matter where you are, no matter what you want, no matter what path you're on, you are doing a great job. Claim your desires, own them, hold that vision, trust the inspiration that comes up. Once you hold that vision and act on it, take brave, messy, inspired action, and just keep doing that. Even if you can't see the full path, you can move mountains with that you can truly move mountains and your life can transform in so little time. There is so much that can happen in so little time. So with that, I wish you guys a wonderful new year, an incredible New Year's Eve if you're listening to this around New Year's Eve. And I hope that you feel empowered and a little more confident about checking in with yourself and following your truth as we head into 2023.